I was going to say, uh, EJ, that's what he's doing. So he's doing data analyst stuff right now for somebody. And then uh, he uh, also is, like, helping a friend uh, do some changes with his house, like, remodel his house. So he's going to be gone for, like, maybe, like, three months. Was he the guy, like, the ma- you start this m- out? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And actually, the lights, the camera, those are all his. Nice. But so every yeah he's just a sand-in over here ridge is just a, well he's actually been number two since t-shirt. day one. Oh, okay yeah yeah right. so like, i was gonna say so like he was he had a team going over here. oh yeah it's a team of three small team but it's a good team <laughs> well that's a team of four actually you got the little oh yeah she's the mascot the string just sticking out of her mouth yeah she loves tearing up her toys <laughs> uh you have any pets uh yeah um amanda and i have a cat oh nice. bonnie whose cat is it we both went and got her oh, um, from the cat shelter so during like, the pandemic. So, like, what happens if it ever... Uh, you know, I'll probably kill her. <laughs> you know, the cat, actually. I'll just... I'll pull a King Solomon and just rip it in half, and I'll take the top half. She, she'll take the bottom yeah. half? Um, fucking... But she's cute as fuck. She's got a one one eye, so... Mm. We, I named her Bonnie after Ann Body, the uh, pirate. Okay. The female pirate. Hell yeah. So... Um, She's a little terrorist. Everybody, this is Logan Steak. Welcome to another episode of Help I'm High. We're back. This is our boy, Thanks Logan. Thanks for having me. Comedian. Fucking, you do music too, don't you? I think I heard uh, you, you used to play piano. Is I, that true? Well, I mean, I, I'm a... As far as, like, talent and skill, drums okay. are my thing. Um, but I started out playing guitar, violin, and then just went on to do everything. Cause I, Damn. Like, the last record I did, I did everything. <clears throat> did like uh scratch tracks of drums and then had my producer go and he's a just much better drummer so i had him actually play on that but okay. i wrote everything play everything oh, and all that shit so yeah so let me see if i remember correctly because like you know i talked to a bunch of different people i hear a lot of different things so i don't know if this story applied to you uh were you did you used to do like piano comedy yeah so the um Short North Stage, uh-huh. uh, which that's what it's called now. It used to be called Ethel's. It's the bar that's attached to the Garden Theater okay. right there on High Street, like yeah, next yeah, to Magnolias yeah. and shit. And they used to have comedy Friday nights that Ty Moore, Sam Sobel, and uh, uh, Ty Brunetti would switch hosting okay. on Friday nights, which was tight because that's right there in the Short North. And you just have had people just walking in, and it was always a good time. But they had a piano on the stage, so I would go up and just because of the monotony of fucking stand up, everyone's just going up doing the same thing. I was like, I'm gonna just play the piano, and so I would just dwindle my dwindle my jokes down to like the basic one or two lines and just play piano okay. in between. And just it actually worked really well. I did it on acid one time, and that was fucking wild. Damn, because you were probably really, killing it. Dude, it was where it was like it was working really well. It was my early days of comedy, and like in the halfway through, I was just like, I need everyone to know I'm on fucking acid right okay. now. This is because you know how you just got it. Yeah, yeah. You had to. I'm I'm like that when I'm drunk. Like if I get, I'm like white girl where I'm like. I'm so fucked up right now. Like, dude, <laughs> and I, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that shit. Yeah, love that. I love that shit. But um, no, it was fun to do to play that. St- I wish we they did that, but they just uh, apparently were losing money okay. by having that mic. So they just now it's just specifically for the Garden Theater. Yeah. So when they have shows, that bar is open, but it sucks because it's such a perfect stage. Yeah. There were some fun mics back in the day. So let me ask, yeah, 
let me ask you this. Yeah, we'll actually get into that because I've known you since I've started. Like I've I like you used to be the host of uh, Jimmy Jimmy V's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, so let me ask you this because this is something that like you know I've talked about with a few comedians because I play some instruments. I've played a, dabbled in the piano. Uh, I play guitar, uh, ukulele, and uh, I recently have started bringing the ukulele on stage. And, uh, I automatically so, hate that. Yeah, yeah, but that's fine. Go on. <laughs> um, so, but like, I've also thought about getting other things on the stage too. But like, my question is to you, since you are someone who's done that before, do you think you would ever go back? And if not, why? And also, do you think that if you do something like that on stage, does it make you like type comedian? Well, it depends. I mean, if you if you bring a guitar or a ukulele on stage, like you brought it from home, yep, and you brought it on stage, yep. you're now doing music comedy, which is a thing. People do it. I don't, you know, whatever. I, I because I love music so much and I love comedy so much, I cannot have the two yeah. blend. Unless it's me doing it, of course. No, yeah. but like, um, there's something about the piano just already being on the stage. Okay. That you just go up and then, I mean, have you ever seen uh, Zach Galifianakis live at the Purple Onion? I have not seen that one. Oh, my God. It's probably my favorite stand-up special of all really? time. Is, it, is it's, it good? Dude, have you seen it? Yes, it's amazing. Dude, it, he's playing the piano and he just, like, says just really, like, irreverent bullshit while he's just kind of playing the soothing, just kind of, like, lounge music. Okay. It really makes me think of Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a lot, because that's the thing. It's, like, one-liners, but he's, you know playing this piano and he's yeah. like kind of drunk looking yeah. and he's like sweaty um he also does a segment where he has like a huge uh, like poster board like notepad thing where he like turns oh, over the pages I've, okay i've seen and reveals the joke. Of that. Yeah, my yeah. favorite joke on that was uh my father used to beat me with his belt and then he'd pull over the piece of paper and it said while it was still on and it's just <laughs> such a good joke dude but like that he, is a good joke Holy i don't shit. consider zach alfanakis a music comedian even though that whole special like 45 minutes of it he's playing piano okay so it depends on how you do it i think okay it depends if you're the fucking asshole that's bringing your fucking acoustic guitar from home and going on stage and making people listen to how bad of a yeah. failed musician you are with your even worse jokes i mean you're just a music comedian so, at that so point. okay so let me ask okay so this is like what i am trying to attempt like i'm trying to do like that as well so i'm not like when i take it on stage i'm still doing stand-up uh like i'll have it like setting aside and i'll do stand-up and then i like kind of be like hey guys i have this song as well so are you trying to do a funny song yes okay yes. if you're doing a funny song there's there's time and place and yeah. you know it belongs i guess at an open mic why not yeah um, that's fine but you know, if you're trying to be funny while just playing music, yeah, that's a whole that, different yeah. thing. Okay, yeah. and that, that's and, not that's not my attempt. Yeah, and that's more of what Zach Galifianakis did. Yeah, but funny funny music is funny. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just I have no attraction towards funny music. Uh, okay. I have an attraction towards uh, uh, like ambient sound while telling jokes. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's something kind of it's weird about stand up how a little music or any other noise there is other than voices oh yeah i i actually that's like why i actually enjoy it so much because it's like 
one of the things that I had a lot of problems with, like growing up was like reading and writing. So it's like, this is like a good opportunity for me to like actually practice writing and then speech, you know, like giving speeches. So it's like, it's a whole like different thing. Cause it's like, it gives a whole, like, I, I guess, you know, even if you're not like a great comedian, if you are taking away like, you know, key points, like if you are actually learning, like, you know, going into an interview becomes easy as fuck. Like you don't have to like, you know what I mean? It's like, cause that you hasn't have... translated for me at all. Oh really? Uh, my public speaking, like oh, when we really? have like work meetings and there's like oh. even just like seven people and I'm, I'm like, Hey, I need to say something. My face goes red. Really? I start stuttering. Can't do it. But meanwhile, I can fucking, you know, go up and just well, let me ask you this. Shit, I don't know. Do you, do you think that that potentially could be because uh, like there might be something at stake? Like, oh, if I say this thing like at like a work meeting, like, you know, they'd be like, whoa. Like, I don't know. I think to be honest, I'm a very isolated solo person. I got even you. with my job. Like, I don't like. I don't like interacting with yeah. other people for the most part. That's why stand up is so fun and yeah. why I left being in bands because you rely on others. But yeah. when I'm like communicating with others and a group of people, it's like I might know one of them really well and I can talk to that person just fine one on one. But when there's just kind of more or less strangers around, yeah. I'm like, ah. And I like, I don't know what I'm going to say next. Where like in comedy, I have, you know, my toolkit. I yeah, can, yeah. I, there's things. I may not necessarily know what I'm going to say next, but I know how to get to where I'm trying to be. Yeah, yeah. Where, I don't know, work meetings and shit. Or, like, I took theater in college okay. and um, totally memorized the fucking, you know, to be or not to be speech because that was extra credit. Got it fucking down. I was doing it in front of my friends. I was doing it in front of groups of my friends. I had it down. I had, like, a week and a half to prepare. Got up in front of the class and just turned red, ate shit, got cotton mouth, and just couldn't do it. I couldn't even get to slings and arrows, dude. Like, I couldn't go. It was just so bizarre. And meanwhile, I had been playing Whoa. music for 10 years, singing. In That's crazy. Naked and shit, you know? Wow. Like, it's just weird. It doesn't translate to me. Wow. Uh, for me, I guess. That's I crazy. Know. I don't know what it is. I, I had a speech impediment when I was a kid. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so do you think that might have, like, a... I don't know. Maybe it challenged me to... Or it didn't allow me to speak, you know, what... Remember when your teacher would like make you read aloud in yeah. front of the whole class? Yeah, dude, I that's like I still get PTSD from that shit. Yeah. Like I can't handle that, and and I, just something about that like just never worked. But once I started singing, playing guitar, and writing my own songs, my speech impediment went away. Whoa! So I just like kind of worked my way through it, and then I guess it, maybe it's just through cr creativity I'm allowed to get over the, those things but yeah. when i'm like i gotta say something professional i'm like <laughs> i can't do it i'm gonna throw a cunt or a cock in there you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah yeah i'm gonna say something horrible i guess yeah i guess to be comfortable yeah i was gonna say the one thing that i will say uh from like my change of jobs recently is that like the your forced change of jobs <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Also, I hope it's okay to say kind. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, um, the one thing that I will say, and this is the thing that I have always told people that I love about the funny bone, is that, like, I don't, like, have to, like, watch what I'm saying. Like, is that I, where you work now? Uh, I, well, I've worked at the funny bone now for, like, three years. Okay. But I now also work at, like, local cantina. 
and uh, and it's like the same exact vibe. Like obviously, you know, when you're talking to guests, you know, there is a professional, you know, professionality. But you don't also, call them cunts. Yeah, no, but, I, at the, but at the same time, though, <laughs> the guest the Mexican it, dishwasher, you can call it kind. But this yeah. is why uh, serving, like for stand up, <laughs> at least, at least, like after, because I kind of served uh, like while doing stand up at the Funny Bone. But by the time I was actually just doing stand up, I was like pickup only, so I would only pick up whatever but now that i'm like serving like day to day now and it's not at a comedy club so it's not people expecting someone funnier than me you know what i mean so it's like these people are coming they're slinging back drinks they might have a few tacos they don't even want to deal with you at all they're just like serve us our fucking fried food and we're watching a show it's the complete opposite really at the local, oh, well, at Funny Bone, it's oh, that yeah, way. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, at local, gotcha. local cantina, cantina, it's yeah. like serve us, yeah. be our servant, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's like, and then you know they open it up like crowd work almost. So then you're just doing crowd work on your guests, and then it opens up, and then you find out like you know, and because they're getting drunk, you know, they love comedy. So it's like when they find out you're a comedian, then it either like oh my god, like Ugh, you I, tell people that you do comedy, huh? I can't, I don't, you don't do that. I mean. I'm pushing a show right now. So yeah, well, no, I, yeah. I, I, I get it, but like, <laughs> dude, the worst thing is when you tell someone you do stand up yeah. and they're like, they get not, so excited yeah. and they're like, oh my God, like, oh, tell me a joke. Tell it's me just a joke. so hard. I can never imagine doing yeah. that. But it's like, I get it. They're innocent. I will say this. They're normies and shit. It's, but. Uh, it's actually not even like that, even. Because it's like most of these people are like, I mean, there are people my age, but like a lot of them are like, wealthier middle-aged people mm. so they're like so they're the tell me a joke type of crowd because that's or, the worst uh they're not really they're more like oh we love stand-up comedy where could we see something like mm. that and i'm like oh dude i'm like i have a show at the funny bone coming up and they're like oh really and i was like yeah dude and so that makes you seem legit as fuck too i know but exactly like, you know the funny bones the and, and it's not and it's, club. and it's not even like an open mic one too it's yeah. like a show show so i'm like excited as fuck right now and so and everybody when they hear the funny bone they're like oh my god like an actual like you just said a comedy are club. you opening for somebody there um so it's a uh, it's with uh jakey and arino and like the midwest comedy tour oh okay yeah, becky and Austin. so becky and austin yep, yep. And, and jake yep jake okay yeah. gotcha so that's they, a funny bone nice. uh-huh yeah june 30th they've been doing a lot of those shows yeah i was gonna say um they i worked i love that they call it a tour and it's like <laughs> all you do is go to the, a different ohio city that like you live here midwest, it's not that weird midwest comedy <laughs> it's tour not, it's not a tour you're not getting in a fucking van and like eating taco bell at midnight yeah. like that's a tour dude yeah. like these people don't even know what the fuck a tour is yeah i was gonna say i mean i'm i am eventually gonna you know branch out i'm just like i'm so new and i'm like i am realizing that you know some of like when i first started like the angle that i took at stand-up was just like completely wrong it was just like like chris johnson was saying like something to the effect after he saw me one night uh do stand up at the shrunken head uh recently he was like dude if i like had a video of when i first saw you do stand-up compared to like that like dude what were you doing wrong do you think um he what his what he said his perception was that he thought i was trying to do what i thought comedians were doing everybody does that yeah everybody starts that way yeah 
And so, like, when I – because – and my problem was I did start working at the Funny Bone first. So you see all these people. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? You see all these people who are coming to see Godfrey. You're coming and let's to see- be honest. There's some fucking hacks that go through that place, yeah, too. Exactly. And, like, so you're getting, like, the Chris Catans of yeah. the world, too. And uh-huh. you're like, oh, Jesus. Exactly. These people are comedic actors. They're not – in like, yeah. And so it's like – And they're of- doing exactly what you're doing when you start out is yeah. trying to mimic being a stand-up. Like, being a stand-up is – so hard you have to be <laughs> so the 110% authentic otherwise it doesn't work yeah and when you're starting you're everything but authentic so exactly. it's just the hardest shit to like get comfortable become find your voice I mean I'm still writing jokes that I'm like I think this is hilarious but for some reason it's not working and I'm just realizing oh it's because one I'm not good enough to make it funny like to pull it out of my brain and translate it to the audience and then two what I find funny is not necessarily what an audience finds funny. Yeah. And so you got to just So what do you keep fucking going, what's I guess. Your, so what's your advice? Like do you uh, do you do a, like a combo? Like are you telling jokes that you want to tell? I don't tell any jokes I don't want to tell. Okay. Um my sense. number one rule for myself okay. and what I tell new comics is have fun. If you're not having fun, no one else is going to have fun and therefore you're just wasting everybody's time. And the, for me, the way to have fun is to say shit I want to say. And I smile and smirk while I'm saying it because I literally makes me happy. That makes me feel so much better that you're saying that because <laughs> I feel like I've been just battling. I mean, don't get me wrong. I sometimes go pretty far sometimes, but I that's like what I struggle with the fucking most. It's just like having to like watch what I say. I'm like, God damn it, dude. Like I can't just be authentic with you and just like talk and everything. It's like, that's why I love Chris. Chris Johnson is my favorite fucking like, you know, no, like, you know, knock on you or anything, but like, he's my favorite comedian. He's not maybe my, I didn't think that I was your favorite comedian. (laughs) Hey, who knew? Uh, who knows? Uh, but like, he's my favorite person because it's like, no matter like what the conversation is, like no matter who's in the conversation, even if someone says something that's a little like, you know, off tone or something like that, he knows you, he knows like your intentions. So he's like, we're just having a conversation. It's not, there's, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, and we're like trying to be funny. We're not I like, I feel like if, if you're watching what you say on stage, uh-huh. then you might be fucking racist. You know right, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if not, you're well, not, well, or not bigoted like, yeah, yeah. or hateful it's in some like way, it's like if you I'll have to joke. watch yeah, what yeah. you say, then yeah. you're probably doing something yeah. wrong and you should check yourself. Yeah. With that said, if you know, I go on stage, like, dude, I'm not gonna lie. I've said every possible word that you're not yeah. allowed to say on stage, and I do it as a <laughs> challenge, <laughs> and then I regret it immediately. Even though I get, I do it until I get a laugh, and then I immediately regret that I challenged myself to do dude. it. But with that said, it's you uh, just don't yeah. be a hateful person. Well, just yeah. be fun. If you're funny, yeah. it doesn't matter. You can say whatever the yeah. fuck. But if you go out and pull a Michael Richards and just call someone the N-word because yeah, they're, no one, you know, yeah, heckling that's you. That's not my intention. Yeah, that, well, I've seen you do it before. but I'm Yeah, trying. yeah. I'm doing it tomorrow. You guys can You're find You're doing me. it right now. I'm yes. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Ridge is in blackface. So <laughs> that's no, but, why we have him behind the computers so no one can I see mean, him. All I can see is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I, think, I think if you just, if you say what you by say what you mean, I don't mean be accurate, but say what you mean. 
You know, like be honest, be authentic, make the joke. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I have offended so many people. And at the end of the day, I'm still being booked. So it doesn't yeah. really matter. Okay. You know, and like as long as you're not, I, trust me, I, there are some hateful bigots in comedy. Like we yeah. know who they are. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I guess I missed one. Uh, they said that some dude from like out of town like came into the shrunken head and was trying to like preach like white supremacy. Oh, dude, I, I always Ian, step outside for that shit. Ian, Ian said that, or he didn't even get on stage yet. He wasn't even on stage yet. He was outside and he was like, probing i guess God. and then ian like walked him out join hitler youth <laughs> i mean as far as columbus comedy i think it's pretty easy to, for those people to be weeded out they usually yeah. pop in they do like two or three weeks and then they never show up yeah. again um other what? than time war you know <laughs> the biggest racist in columbus comedy i will put that on the record like right literally now. the biggest the bit yeah no he's yeah, fat yeah, he's yeah, a fat yeah, piece fattest. of shit <laughs> <laughs> Fat racist fuck. <laughs> uh, love you, Ty. <laughs> oh shit, dude. All right, and we're, we're back. back, dude. Fucking Ridge had to go to work, unfortunately, but we're back. We're back at it. Uh, we are doing some talking off camera. I learned that Logan's parents are you are or used to be politicians. Yeah, my uh, my mother ran for school board many many times, um, and. She won, she won, like, ward elections. Okay. And then my dad ran for city council, won for two terms, and then ran for mayor. And, oh, shit. Yeah, of Reynoldsburg, Ohio. The wonderful Dang. Reynoldsburg, Ohio. Dang. So you said you fucking hate the government. <laughs> this is my personal philosophy. Let's do it. When it comes to politics. I, I believe in anarchy. Okay. But anarchy only works with the individual. So I need, as a personal anarchist, I need to live within a governed society. Without rules, there's none to break. And so I break the law every fucking day of my life. You know, we, sm we both smoke weed all the time, right? Yeah. It's like we're breaking the law every day. Yep. So at that point, then fuck it. And when it comes to street signs and, you know, street lights and all that shit, good it makes society function a little bit better yeah am i gonna pull a u-turn every now and then fuck yeah dude yeah. like who gives a shit like and yeah i'll get cited not a big deal now am i like do i believe in murder or stealing or anything no i i'm i have there's things called morality and yeah ethics, you know like you don't need to you know just throw all laws out just to be an anarchist you know what i mean but with having two conservative parents, politician parents growing up, my dad's from Boston, uh, Worcester, actually, and my mom's from New Orleans. Very different Whoa. types of Republicans. That's than How does that yeah, fucking come I, up? Dude, it's, uh, they, you know, they met in Florida or some shit. It's a whole thing. But it's funny because they're two very different types of Republicans, you know. Okay. But... What kind of Republican would you say, like, your mom is, and then, like, versus, like, what your dad? Um, man, that's a weird question. I guess, uh, I guess my, my mom, okay, being Southern, you're, she's super family-oriented. Okay. She's about community. Okay. She's about 
you know, uh, uh, people helping each other out. And by doing so, you need less government. That type of Republican. Where my dad is, you know, waspy fucking, you know, New England <laughs> shit. Which is more like keep government out of my business, you know, or and keep like I want to pay less in taxes and okay. fuck welfare. And I mean, he doesn't say fuck welfare, but yeah. that more so than universal basic income or some shit like that. Okay. So um, you said you went to college. Uh, where did you go and uh, did you graduate? <laughs> this is a sad story. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> so I graduated high school when I was 17, um, moved out a month before I graduated, just had to fucking leave home and didn't go to college or school. I just worked two jobs and sold mushrooms for about three years and you know, breaking the law, but yep. <laughs> mushrooms, selling mushrooms is the best money I've ever made in my life. But damn, um, did that. And then just got bored and decided I should go back to school. And I just had the money. So I just went to Columbus state and just started taking, I started off, I, I went for poetry. I was going to just try to become a fucking professor, I guess, of literature of some sort, maybe poetry. I don't know. Um, took all the poetry classes I could have taken, um, became good friends with my professors and like would drink with them after class and shit and oh, shit. talk about, we'd workshop poems like at, on our free time. Um, got bored, still liked school. So then I switched over to philosophy, took every philosophy class. And then at that point I was going to transfer to OSU and become a philosophy teacher. Um, because that's like all you can really do with that degree. Yeah. But I loved I love philosophy. I've been reading who, philosophy my whole life. Okay. So. Who uh, Who are the few philosophers that you say that you uh, like like the most? The number one is Kierkegaard. Okay. Are you familiar? Uh, I've heard the name, but I'm not. Uh, if you say one of his ideas, I probably he, would. Write. He is the no. one that uh, he's known as the father of existentialism. Okay. Um, even though he never used that word when it came about through Nietzsche and Freud and, and, you know, later on Sartre and Camus, they, they all like, it comes from the idea of the, the leap of faith, you know, okay. in uh, Tony Hawk's pro skater, did you ever fucking yeah. play that? And you know how you, the leap of faith was a gap that you could do. Yeah. It's a real spot that skateboarders and BMX and rollerbladers would go to. Okay. It's called the leap of faith. Uh, Jamie Thomas was like the, the one dude that like famously like ate, so much dick trying to do it and then finally oh, landed it fuck. Um, okay. just all it's all in over a handrail but it's like two flights of stairs and it's just a straight job it's and this is back in like the 20 odds so i think is, i just saw a video of someone trying to do that i'm yeah it's at a school i think so it's okay still around like it's a very it's in fucking california somewhere okay but, um but the leap of faith is kierkegaard's concept which is you know you believe god does not just exist and therefore you have to believe in him you you have to choose to believe in god and by doing so you're choosing how to live your life and that's what existentialism really is it's making a choice it's it's saying hey maybe there's no meaning to life so i'm gonna give it one and i and i'm gonna give it whatever i want it to be okay and so it's a very individualistic um it's so anti-nihilism in so a wait, lot of ways let me ask you this are religious people that I think most religious people are not um, are I think most religious people for one 
are we talking about like s- secular religious people? Because like, um, like Jews are just they just like the tr- you know they just follow the traditions and the holidays yeah. and eat the food and yeah. that sort of thing. Um, there's a lot of Catholics that are like that too. Uh, but I, if you're actually faithful, I think it's a belief in God, um, and that belief in God comes from the fact that God exists which is different from what Kierkegaard's saying. He's saying whether or not God exists, choose to believe he does, and therefore you will give meaning to your life. Oh, shit. And, and for him, it was God. Um, for you know Nietzsche, it was being like the, the ubermensch, the, the superman, yeah. the, the best person you could be. Uh, for Camus, it was, and, and Sartre, in a lot of ways, it was basically the, we've all seen the horrible tragedy of world war ii and the holocaust of jews so if life is so fucking horrible we need to put more beauty in it and that's the choice that we have to make and whether or not it means anything whether or not we go to heaven at the end doesn't matter it's about here and now that's existentialism whoa and kierkegaard was the first one to ever really say that everyone else believed and either believed in God or believed in gods or didn't believe in God and believed in Satan or didn't believe in anything and nihilism. There's, Kierkegaard was the first one to say whether or not whether or not anything's real or not, heaven, hell, any of uh, souls, what is real is the fact that you get to make choices in life. Okay. And you should make the best choices, whatever that is for you. That's super interesting because, like, <clears throat> that's super interesting because literally the one thing that I feel like that I've been battling with is not necessarily cause like, um, like not necessarily like believing. And this is why it's weird to even say it. It's like, like almost like kind of like taking up a religion because I'm like, it's like, I'm at a point where it's like, I don't have like mentors in my life to give me structure. And so it's like, there's a, there's, tons of books out there that give structure to billions of people. And it's like they, and it's been working for, you know, thousands of years for a lot of these people. So it's like, why not do that? And it's like, not necessarily per se to like believe in some spiritual, like, you know, spirit leaving my body and like going into like a castle with a bearded guy or anything, but it's like more or less of like a, just get on your knees and (laughs) do God's bidding. Yeah. Balls. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I, I think I think for a lot of people, they just don't think about this shit. Yeah. They just don't care. Either yeah. they grew up religious, and so it's just there, and yeah. it's always there, and it's not even an issue. Yeah. Or they grew up just not caring. It's not like, you know, their parents didn't care, so it wasn't in them. Um, and I think for a lot of people, it's easy to live like that. Yeah. But for the select few amongst us, we we're challenged by the pure fact of existence yeah, and what to do with mental all illnesses and I all mean, that bullshit, dude. <laughs> I mean, anxiety, right? If, if you, you can look at anxiety as an evolutionary factor, like something that was developed to help us protect ourselves from, you know, certain dangers in prior historical times, or you can look at anxiety as Satan talking to you and and trying to bring you down or you can look at anxiety as oh fuck i just have to get off you know like yeah i have to work out or you know it's like when you're pent up and haven't had sex in a while you just gotta tug one out anxiety can be like that but it's like it's all these different however you 
whatever filter you see that through, yeah, certain people t- have it easier, and they just say, oh, it's God, or oh, it's not, yeah, you know, or it's just science, or that, yeah. For me, I, I believe in both God and non-existence of God. Uh, I believe in souls and, and just pure biology. I believe that energy cannot be created nor destroyed. However, there's such thing as dark matter. Yeah. <laughs> I, believe in, I believe in everything. Yeah, you dude. know what I mean? I, I'm a polytheist, if anything. I believe yeah. that there's a microphone God, there's an Eddie God, there's a camera God, there's a God for fucking everything. Oh, okay. I think that's the easiest way to explain it. But, okay. you know, you say that to people and they think you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, that's why, that's why I kind of, like, stray away from, like, telling people that I'm like, eh, I kind of want to, like, start believing in God or something like that. Because it's like, even saying that in itself, it's like in order to like you were saying it's like to truly actually believe like you know you have there's like you know there's like homework almost essentially it's like you have to do the work and at that point are you even believing or are you just trying to believe like belief is this is another thing that Kierkegaard would talk about it's like belief is not something that that's a it's not a skill yeah it's not a talent it's it's a feeling it's a it's a it's a it's a it's an attraction Right, a belief, and I mean, I could be wrong about this, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, if you aside from the study of epistemology and what the the knowledge of belief is, belief is something instinctual. Okay, right, it's innate. It's something that's part of the the, the visceral humanness yeah, of yeah. our nature, and that's not something that you're gonna. You, I mean, you might yeah. read the Bible well, three thousand times, and on the two hundred ninety eighth, be like, oh shit. Now I believe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that might happen. Well, okay, so but it's not let, guaranteed. Let's 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 uh let's raise the uh, bar here a little bit because it's like one of those things where it's like throughout my life I'm always like I'm I there's like no way that like you know what I mean where there's like feeling like like you were like saying, a pure atheist. Uh, no, just like or no, not saying no way that there's a god. There's no way that there's not a god. Mm. Like you know what I mean. Like there's just like things in my life where it's it's almost like someone's watching out for me, even though it might be from my own like you know volitions. Like oh, I did this thing, so it saved me from this thing. But it's like. You know, in it my mind, be serendipity or it could yeah. be God. And yeah, exactly. Regardless, you thought it was God. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So it's like so that's like that feeling I think you're talking about this like thing that like you can't really describe. And it's like, is that God? Like, do I want to say it's God or is it am I just, you know, more lucky than most people? You know what I mean? It's like, who knows? I was raised Catholic. OK, um, I'm a confirmed Catholic. Nice. Uh, but. The, I remember the exact day I stopped believing in the Catholic God. Um, okay. Do you remember Eastland Mall? Okay. Eastland Mall, back in the day, was a poppin' fucking mall. Now it's... A got, poppin', it's different got, type no, of yes, poppin'. It's poppin' and cappin' at this point. <laughs> to fucking shoot them up bar, but... Eastland Mall used to be like the dope spot, and they had this wishing well that every you know time I'd go there with my mom and brother... I would wish for something. And one year it was, uh, we were Christmas shopping and I didn't tell anybody that I wanted a bike, but I wished for a bike for Christmas that year and I got a bike. And that's the minute I stopped believing in God because if it's, (laughs) if it's that real, I can't believe it. You know what I mean? It's so fantastic that there's no way it actually exists. That's, 
that's you know the what I feeling. Mean? That's the feeling. So I was just like, this is too, this is too on on the nose that there's no fucking way because. How many times did I ask for God to not fucking hit my my dad to hit my brother? How yeah. many times did I asked God to you know not have this horrible divorce happen exactly. between my mother? You know, like no, he quince. never answered yeah. on that shit, but he gave me a fucking bike. <laughs> Even if he is real, and he did give me the bike, fuck him. That's not the most important thing in my life, dude. So I I was I remember th- so that day I was just that's like, fuck no that's God. That's interesting because I would say that even though. I sometimes talk as if I am like, uh, I like to play around with nihilism, like the idea of like being it's dangerous. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm not saying that like that's my belief, because I would say that I fall more towards the other half, where it's like. Um, but what I was gonna say is that, uh, where I was going with this was that like those small little coincidences, like you getting that bike, for example, like when I look at those moments, I, even though it wasn't the most important thing in my life, if, or your life at that moment, uh, maybe for, you know, the grand scheme of things, but maybe in that moment, that was the thing you needed. You know what I mean? Maybe that bike was the thing that was, no, able I needed to- my father to stop cheating <laughs> yeah, on my mother. Yeah, That's yeah. what I needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I needed him. You know, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I got not to throw my dad under the bus no, yeah. here, but like, <laughs> But like, dude, like, I mean, dude, there was some, that was like one of the saddest years of my life, yeah. man. And yeah. I mean, maybe the bike made me happy, but, but fuck, fuck that. Yeah. If there's a, I, I, I would much rather have him solve the fucking starving people in around the globe. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't need a bike, dude. If you're God and you're giving some stupid ass, like little tiny fucking white kid a bike for his fourth <laughs> birthday, like, or Christmas or whatever the fuck, like just... What are you doing? Why are you picking and choosing like that, dude? Like, that's a petty-ass God. And even if that God exists, I refuse to yeah, yeah. get on my knees and, and fucking suck the dick of this okay. God. That's but, like the other thing that's always bothered me about Catholicism is yeah. the fucking getting on the knees thing. It's like, yeah. I don't do that for anybody except my girlfriend. <laughs> She's got a big dick. No, I'm kidding. So, um, really quick, though, because... Uh, I guess this is this is a, this is a very interesting like this is opening in a different way that I thought it was going to because uh, I didn't know that you were so into like philosophy and shit. Um, but so because okay, do you think or the my question is is uh, do you, if you kind of believe in this like whatever this might be or if you whatever your belief is. Um, do you think that there is like a magical aspect to it? Magic has, is, and always will exist. Okay. I am a hundred percent in belief okay. of magic. So if magic I, exists, wouldn't that be an extension of this greater thing? No, I think it's all the same thing. Okay. Oh, I don't. Okay. Th- I don't think. Oh, okay. I don't think there's any differentiation between heaven and hell and yeah. earth. I don't think. I think all of it's part of the same. Uh, Energy okay. can, cannot be created nor destroyed. Yeah. I think that is actually the most religious statement of all time. I think that means everything is everything. Yeah. We are a pig's colon, the same way that a pig's colon is stardust. Like yeah. everything is everything, and because of that, of course, magic exists now. Can people like shoot 
fucking like flaming arrows out of their palms or whatever like may- maybe i mean i haven't seen it yet but like that, that sounds cool and I'm, i'd be down um i don't think that actually exists as of now but do do magical things happen all the time i mean what is the big bang if not magical yeah what is what is what is the the uh uh accumulation of one type of being to create language that's magical right uh the the ability to connect with one another through external factors that is that is mad i mean that's yeah. telepathy yeah. at a very archaic you know oh, sort of standpoint yeah so everything is magic okay people that say magic doesn't exist are they're just Alex Jones types that yeah. well I bet Alex Jones actually he probably likes believes magic. in magic. <laughs> he probably believes in magic. But like I'm saying they're like rigid fucking yeah. like yeah. Debbie Downers, dude. Yeah. And like I don't believe in that. I was gonna say I would say that I uh got to your point that you were just getting, um, like almost from like a backwards perspective though. Where it was like I've always looked at technology as like the convenience of things that we can already do you know what i mean because that's what it is it's like the phone is just a convenience of me talking to you a thousand miles away so it's like if that thing exists in the plane of technology why could that thing not exist in like just like you know who says that there's not someone out there that can like actually maybe it's the same thing yeah exactly i mean maybe maybe Technology is just an archaic just version of what we can already do, but we just haven't tapped into it yet. Um, I mean, what the... F- you want to talk about magic? Let's Rasputin. About- like, do you know oh. anything about Rasputin, yeah, yeah. dude? That, like, I, that's, talk about, like, the... Cra- I mean, I know he was it's like obviously Jesus one of the worst people to ever walk the planet. Yeah, yeah. But very fascinating and was able to pull off some fucking magic that, yeah. like... And who's to say what Houdini did wasn't ma- – I mean, yeah. we well, still watch magicians today. Well, and I think the most important thing with the whole, like, magic aspect is that, uh, like you were saying, uh, it's like getting a lot of people to – maybe they don't necess- – maybe they do believe, but let's just, like, you know, whatever. Maybe they don't believe, but if everyone's, like, sitting around and watching you and, like, giving you that platform – and like, and your that's your intent. It's like, what's the difference? Like, if the, if they believe that it's happening and they're like sitting there watching you or giving you that time, it's like, how different is that from you know whatever? Like, Jesus was like one of the most magical people out there, but like, really, when you talk, when you like really boil it down to like, if he did this or did that, like, a lot of people liked him. You know what I mean? So it's like a lot of people liked Rasputin too. He was like a charmer, I think, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, he would just like so go into many mystery. He was like sleeping with like king's wives yeah. and shit. Like he was all over the place. Yeah. But here's a beautiful Do little it. connection to comedy right here. Uh oh. What? Do you have any jokes that you're setting up a premise and it's completely fictional? And you're just, you know, you just have to convince people of this one tiny fact yeah, to make yeah. the punchline make sense and yeah. get that, that laugh. Uh-huh. That's, that's honestly comedy 101. You, you take people and you convince them of something that they hadn't already been convinced of. Okay. And that's how you get the laugh. That's how a real laugh happens is when someone goes, oh, shit, I never thought of that. 
And that's exactly what all of this is. I mean, that's what that's and, and if and if you've never experienced magic at a comedy show, you've been seeing some shitty ass comics. Dang. Yeah, that's a wow. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just think it's like what is you know. What is, you know, the What's more extent? magical than getting a group of people to all laugh and sing? Dude. That is, that is magic yeah. to me. There, I will say that, like, because uh, I finally did the Funny Bone open mic that they did. And uh, I will say that, like, <clears throat> it was like, that was like me being like, all right, I'm going to test out these jokes, see if I'm actually doing work. Is it actually going to work? Did you do the workshop before or just? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, well, I'm talking about just going, on, going stage on stage and like doing it in front of 300 fucking people. Right. And it was like when you got. Almost anything works at that point. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I kind of started sliding down a little bit, but I think I also was like getting nervous. I like could tell. Yeah, like, that's on you. That's not yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. And almost anybody can get a group of three hundred people to laugh yeah. if they're confident yeah. and and able to sustain exactly performing and that but shit. But yeah, when that happened, it was just like, oh my god! Like these people all laughed at that joke. That's like fucking insane. And yeah, they came to like actually laugh. But that's why working at local cantina. That's why. You know, even when like the money's like not that great, it's like it's such a good place because it's like when you're at a table of 15 people and everyone starts laughing at something that you said and maybe you weren't even trying to be funny. You know what I mean? Maybe you're just saying something and they all start laughing and you're like, oh shit. That you was just like... fart and <laughs> yeah. knock over a beer bottle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're just like, oh, that, that makes me feel a certain way inside. And it's like, oh shit, I guess I'm one of these. I'm, I guess I'm Jerry from Parks and Rec now. <laughs> Yeah, dude, but, like, because there will be times where I'll be, like, saying something to another server, and then there will be people at the bar who will just start cracking up because they're, like, listening to our conversation, and it's just, like, I'm, like, yeah, you're digging it. Yes. It just feels so good. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up earlier before the break, uh, music and comedy and, like, how there's, like, a lack of it. <laughs> uh, Funny Bone used to have, you know, a talent uh, talent contest. Oh. Like, best comedian in the city. Um, if you first place, uh, I believe you were able to like feature for somebody for like a week oh, and shit. you get like a cash prize and second place and then so on and so forth. Like you okay. at least even third place would get like an opening spot or something at Funny okay. Bone, which back then it was like impossible. Even if you worked there, it was like impossible like, yeah. to, to get on stage there. Uh, but my, I was six months into comedy. I do the contest. I'm at the, I'm fucking 12th. I'm the, I'm the last one in the lineup. Oh, shit. I uh, used to open my sets by going up on stage and setting my phone down and playing the Frasier theme song. Opening theme, the, the closing theme song. And oh, just sit shit. there for like an hour and, or a minute and a half and just let it play out. And then just be like, this is, uh, if I were a WWE wrestler, this is how I'd want to come out on stage. <laughs> It was the worst opening bit. Dude, I was really bad when I started. Oh, when I started, shit. I didn't even write anything down. Yeah, I'm, I, like, still, like, I mean, I'm writing jokes down now, but, like, I'm still, like, trying to get there. Dude, I was, I was, how, how far I would are you be, in? like, three sheets in the wind. What's up? How far are you in? Pandemic included? Yeah. I think I started in 2017. Okay, so you're, like, like five, five years. Okay, five sweet. years, I think. I think. Could be wrong, okay. but I think around there, it's kind of, you know, like I drank so heavily the first six months. 
It wasn't until, and I, I fucking say this every time, Olivia Barnes, you, are you familiar with her? Uh-uh. Um, she, one time she, I was following her at uh, what was then Barrel, now Fours. I was following her, it's piggyback, so she has to bring me up on stage and she says, uh, give it up for your next comic, uh, Logan, who, uh, no, I had, I brought her up. Okay. And so she got on after me. I, I was like, you know, give it up for Olivia Barnes. And then she gets up and she goes, give it up for the comic with no jokes, everybody. And I was like six months into comedy and I was wasted and I heard that and I was like, I need to change my game up. I got to fucking take this seriously. I got to start writing. There's always that one moment. Dude. And I, I praise her to this day. Every time I see her, I'm just like, thank you for giving me that fuck. Give, thank you for shaming me yeah. into fucking doing better work. Because f- since that day, I've gone exponentially fucking bad. I, I was down a deep, dark path of doing really bad comedy probably for the rest of my life. And wow. That sucks to think about. Mine was just like stupid. It was just like... It was like I was trying to tell a like I ha- I need to go back and like listen to them because luckily the one thing that I did do was I listened to the advice that someone gave me. They said record all your sets, um, even if you don't listen to them, just record them. And I was like, all right, cool. And so I've recorded a lot of my sets from the very beginning. So it's like, but I tried to tell a joke about like shredded cheese, and like how like I had shredded cheese on me from like eating it from like last night or something like that. And I was like, what am I doing right now? Like. It wasn't funny. There was like no punchline, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, what is happening right now?" You really shredded that bit. Yeah, yeah no, I, uh, dude. That's the thing, though. When you write it down, what my process is is, and it's an open mic, so I'll just show up a little early. Um, if the TV's on, I'll watch the TV and I'll see. Is it a game? If there's a game on, then there's probably commercials. I'll watch the commercials. I'll see if there's anything that I'm like, this is ridiculous, this is funny, blah, da, da, da. Otherwise, I get on Google News headlines and just scroll through, look for crazy-ass fucking things in the news. Write it, write down what I think is weird and confusing or funny, and then just get on, I'll just write that very bit down. Like, for instance, uh, (laughs) The you hear about the woman that like broke out an inmate in uh-uh. Indiana? She worked. She worked the sheriff's department, and like broke out an inmate, and they ran away together. They both have the same last name. They're not related, and then it ended up. I think he shot himself, and then she like got injured in a car accident, like while they were running from the cops. Either way, to me, the funny part is. If they got married, they wouldn't have to change their <laughs> their names. You know, like it's they have the same last name anyway. But also, where the fuck? But so I just write down, uh, you know, sheriff's officer worker breaks out inmate. What's up with their marriage? You know, like I'll just write that, and then I'll go on stage with the idea, and just fucking talk and just flesh it out. And ninety nine percent of the time, it doesn't work. But that one percent will turn into my next three-minute bit. Okay. For instance, I have a, a bit right now where <laughs> I read, and I'm, I don't know if you're aware of this, I read a lot of news. Uh, <laughs> it, um, the amount of people that have died from traffic accidents has actually taken the backseat to the amount of people who have died from overdoses for the first time ever in American 
history. So more people are dying of overdoses of things like fentanyl and heroin, uh, my brother included, than people are dying in fucking traffic accidents, which was the number one cause of death in America for yeah. like the past Forever. since cars were around. Yeah. And my joke is I just I just I just had that statistic in my head. Yeah, I yeah. went on stage and I said that part and I was just like so I think we need to revoke the drunk driving laws. <laughs> <laughs> it is just a weird t- I don't want to give the bit away but yeah. like it's it's just a, it's it's a whole I now I have 5 minutes on just that how on how we should bring drunk driving back, you Dude, know, yeah. like cuz at least you die not alone <laughs> you know even if you hit another person you're killing another person you're not dying alone <laughs> like it's it's there's all kinds Damn, of angles yeah. on it but Dang. like it's not okay. as sad i mean it's sad the amount of people yeah. it but anyway the I'll point just, is yeah the point the is i went on stage crazy. with that statistic in my yeah. head and then i just fucking just it started rolling and rolling now it's a whole fucking it's almost half my set at this point that's nuts. and i just did that like three weeks ago and it's that's how like that shit can I fail and I fail and I fail and I fail and then I finally hook something. That's that's kind of how I feel. Like something that uh, Alex Timms was telling me that I like noticed about my comedy is that like for me, like I always will like start off with a joke and then I'll do the joke and then I'm not either vibing with it. Like I thought it was funny at first, but now I'm like not vibing with it. And then I like set on it. Like, then I, like, stop doing it or I stop looking at it. And then I'll come back to it in, like, a week or two or, like, maybe, like, a month. And then I'm, like, okay, this is – now I, like, know what I'm doing now. It's, like, I have to, like, think about it. And that can work in reverse, too, where you're, like, oh, man, this bit fucking murdered the first time I brought it up last night. Yeah. You look at it the next night and you're, like – this is garbage. This is horrible. This is – I can't ever say this out loud again. But – Comedy is a strange, uh, so coming from like poetry, I've written a, in music I, and I wrote all my own lyrics for yeah. fucking multiple bands. I've written so much that like writing is the easy part to me. Okay. The writing something good is the hard part, but you look, you talk to any writer, you look at, um, fucking Stephen King's um, uh, on writing yeah his book on writing he talks about just like all it is is all you, to get better at writing you just write it's all it is or Stephen Pinker is like the war of art you just you keep writing and eventually it'll happen uh, if you believe in it you know yeah. he, he calls it the muse and it's all everything and but like as an artist, as someone that's created my entire life, I can tell you the only way to get there is by doing it. There's no, oh, you know, like when you tell someone you work with that you do comedy and they're like, oh, I have this funny idea. Dude, oh and my you're God. like, shit, this is not well thought out. Dude, you know? Well, yeah, well, that, that's, uh, I actually had a, a friend that uh, I used to work with. Uh, who used to like, or he like wants to kind of be get into comedy, and so he'll come up to me with all of these like bit ideas, and they're not like like what you're saying. They're like not entirely like fleshed out, and I'm like, dude, you just have to try it on stage. Like that's the, that's only, the only way. This is the yeah. only way to do it because you're not gonna know if it works or not. Because even if you write something down and you think it's funny, like you said earlier, it might not be funny to other people. 
Yeah. And it's like, and then all at the same time, maybe there's something that you can say that's funny to everybody. You're like, ah, I don't really, you know, think it's that funny, but like everybody else for some odd reason is loving it. So it's like the only way you find out is just stage time. <laughs> well, and when I went, you know, granted it was just community college, but when I started out doing poetry, you know, every, 90% of our class was workshopping. Oh, it's showing yeah. other people your shit. So they'd be like, oh, no, this sucks. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't say it that yeah. harsh. You have to be, like, somewhat, critis- you know, formal in the way yeah. you criticize. But it's it's really just, like, just weeding out, like, hey, th- is this whole premise just lost? Are we, is this shit suck anyway? Yeah. Or hey, maybe there's something here and there's certain ways in terms of phrases that you can use and wording. And once you get to that point, then it's up to you as a professional and or upcoming, you know, professional to put your fucking spin on it. But if you just go on stage and be like, Ukraine, huh? (laughs) You got nothing. That's not a thing, you know, like and I I'm guilty of doing that sometimes. Yeah. Because I'm just hoping something fucking Pops hits up. my brain, but maybe that green tea shot finally started working. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> Dude, I was going to say, uh, it's actually funny that you said that because it's like I was just now thinking back. My uh, my dad used to date this girl when I was a kid, uh, abusive, all that bullshit. But, like, one of the things, like, <laughs> that she used to, like, try to force us to do was keep a journal and now I'm now I'm wondering like man if I would have actually was started just doing that how much better at writing would I be right now <laughs> like did you so how old are you 26 okay so you're even post zanga world um when I was growing up back in the old days now uh Live journal was really big when I was in junior high and high live school. Live journal. Live journal. You know what Zanga is or live journal? These yeah. were these were blogs. Like the original like online diaries. Oh. It was you'd have your page and it for for most in my emo centric point of the world, it was mostly just like sad poetry, lyrics of a song that you liked <laughs> or or just like today, you know, my my girlfriend broke up with me, and you know, shit like that. It was pretty bad. But I had a live journal, and I would just write every day, sometimes three times a day. I would just have a blog of going on about like an idea about something or this or that. I've always been a writer. I there's when I moved out um, of my parents' house when I was seventeen, uh, before I even graduated. I set up a section in the basement of the house I moved into where I, it was no internet. There was one light, a candle and my typewriter. And that's all I had. And <laughs> I would, I typed just all I did is type poetry, just type poetry. I typed a short couple short stories. Like I would just, that's what I, I've always been a writer and it's the hardest thing to this day that I've ever done in my life. <laughs> It sucks, dude. Writing is the most miserable thing, and that's why I it feel is. like it's so necessary. It's like exercise. Like, I, yeah. no one wants to do it, but you have to. You do. I was going to say, dude, because I, uh, I I think about it all the time because, I, I mean, I talk all the fucking time. Like, I, like, have conversations with people, and, like, you know, I go on, like, these long ideas that I have, and it's like, man, like, how much would I actually either – not, like, even just, like, figure out, but, like, how much would I actually just, like, think I'm either an idiot or, like – 
you know, kind of gather my thoughts more if I just like wrote it all down. You'd be a better speaker, yeah, if you wrote more. Yeah, it, it for sure. all correlates with one another. It's yeah. all very uh, universal in that way. And for instance, I don't say uh or um or like very often. If I do, I'm usually wasted or <laughs> excited is another one. But I pause instead because I know when I write there's no likes or uhs or ums. There, you never put that unless you're writing a stupid tweet like like this or like that yeah. you know but otherwise and and you hear I hear other people talk all the time and they have all kinds of uhs and especially in comedy and there's nothing worse than being on stage and you say uh in the middle a, of a joke that's a good point it's fucking horrible and i see almost everybody do it guilty here as well it's nearly impossible to get rid of in the way that we were raised but with that said to eliminate it and to speak better and more clearly and take pauses instead of saying like or um just take a, a moment and yeah. take a breath and just say what you mean those things are important, and and that comes from writing. Because when you write your ideas, when you write the things you say, you sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah. So you have to clarify. You have, and then it all comes back. Yeah, as I say, I don't. I mean, I don't know what your, you know, personal thoughts on like someone like Jordan Peterson. Gay marriage. Is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but um, but that's like something that that's actually exactly what you just said. He said that like the like the only way to become more intelligent is to write down your thoughts because it's like see how fucking yeah, stupid they are. Yeah. Because is that actually like, something he said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not like what you just said. I only know him from, uh, Joe Rogan and, yeah. and Sam Harris. Yeah. Uh, but like he, but he talks about the importance of writing all the time. And he says that like the only way to become a smarter person and to raise your intellect is to write because like, then when you read what you write, you then try to make the connections that you're making in your head. And you're like, oh, shit, I'm uh, like you just said, I'm a fucking idiot. Like, you know what I mean? And then you see where you're going wrong. And then you're like, this is what I need to be saying or this is what I need to write down and say or whatever. I wonder um, if like writing because I, I do write with a pen and paper. Oh, OK. Um, I'm. When I wrote poetry, I would use a typewriter or my computer. Uh, with comedy, I have tiny notepads, and I write with a pen and paper. I wonder if one's better or worse, or if it even fucking matters. See, well, I, this is what I was actually just thinking about, because I was like, man, if I, like, never write stuff down, but, like, you know, I talk to myself all the time. So it's like, if I just, like, transcribed everything I said would that give me the same benefit as actually just writing my stuff down? So if I have like a joke thing in my head and I just like say it, it and yeah. then I just like look at it. I know for me just personally, anecdotally, if I type out a joke in my phone with my one thumb, yep. or two, if I'm able to do so, I never remember that joke. Okay. If I write it down, with a pen in my notepad, I 
or 50 percent of the time remember the joke so it's like that's interesting though because it's like the actual labor of doing it makes you think about it but that's that's been proven they that's actually like a real thing yeah that was but tell me again how much I like Jordan Pearson. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, I was. I wanted to get thrown in this whole uh, <laughs> anti-cuck world. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, he. I was gonna say. I don't know, like, what everyone's qualms with him are, but like, I just know that from the stuff that I've well, he's seen. Addicted to benzos. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it used to be. Um, but he's he, a carnivore. Yeah, he's nothing but meat. Yeah, nothing but meat. Uh, I Which know. So do you, right? Just uh, all no. the cock sucking. Yeah, yeah, all it's the cock just, sucking. Yeah. Oh, oh. But uh, I was gonna say. Uh, Sorry, I'm getting a little goofy. Yeah, no, you're good, man. This Can is great. Can we uh, take one more break and then do like a third part? Yeah, yeah. You got time for that? Yeah, you want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. But Excuse we're me. back again. Just had to take some pee breaks. Had to take some smoke breaks. I like to smoke, man. Yeah. You need like a, a fucking vent or something. Yeah, like a there. carbon filter or something. Yeah. But you're, I'm sure your landlords would yeah. love that, dude. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to get an email for us smoking right there, <laughs> dude. I'm I'm almost like I can like feel it. What is this OSU campus? That's dude, like what I can't, feel like, dude. What the yeah, fuck? I was gonna say because uh, every once in a while. They'll like send an email and they'll be like, uh, just reminder, there's no smoking of any sort. And then they'll have like all four pictures. It'll be like cigarettes, weed, uh, something Crack, else. meth. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> other holes. No, they have the, uh, vaporizers on there too. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> you love your vapes. Yeah. I was going to say, I can't do that, dude. I'm, I'm a, I used to smoke Marlboro Reds. Like, I yeah. can't go from a Marlboro Red to a fucking vaporizer. That just doesn't... Yeah. You, you're you a little younger than me, yeah. but, like, dude... I just Smoking cigarettes is smoking... Ci- oh, you didn't even start on cigarettes? I know. I just... You started on vapes? Because I... Oh, my God, dude. dude. Well, what happened Your penis when, just got so much smaller dude, by it's telling been, me that. Dude, it's like <laughs> an inch buff, dude. I'm telling you... <laughs> My fucking dick is probably the tiniest thing on this planet. It's like this cap. Like, uh, literally chode whatever. I don't even know how... little Audi. Yeah. Audi button. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say, I don't even know what the fuck we were talking about. Oh, smoking. Um, how I, do you start vaping? So, I was outside with a friend, and he was vaping, and I was like, let me hit that. Because I was like, I want to like see what this is all mm. about. I hit it, and I got like high as shit like you know what i mean it's like it was just it's the nicotine. first cigarette of yeah. the day high and yeah. i was like whoa and so now i was like uh crazy now it's like well and i would say now it's like doing nothing so now i'm like i want to stop because it's like not doing the same thing i would say that like right now because uh the one that i had before was dead so i like sat off of it for a few days but like like now that I'm like back on it again, it's like oh my god! Like so, you just like the high. See, I grew yeah. up liking the smoke, okay. like smoke specifically. I will say this though, I don't know what it is, but like recently, I don't know if it's because I've started vaping, or and like it's just like the nicotine that's in the smoke when like people are breathing it out. But like I've like actually started kind of like liking some of the, like the cigarette smoke. Like there's some cigarette smoke that like when someone's smoking it, like there are some that I'm like. 
Oh, that one smells. I mean, like yeah, you were like cheek to cheek with me out there. Yeah, when I, was I, was, I, I was like, give me a kiss, Logan. Like these fucking strings <laughs> over your dog toy. Dude, kind <laughs> of my hand dude. almost my face. How do I look? Am I dude, fine? You look like a dog toy, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that is that is true. So I will say, as a drinker, so, I look pretty good. Yeah, you know what? You do not look bad. pretty good. You're like a pretty thin guy. You're not. Like, I got overweight. some whites going, but you okay. Know. Do you? Uh, are you like balding at all? You look like no, you have a whole head of no, hair. No, no, no. I'm. How old are you? I don't think 32. 32. I think. <laughs> yes, 32. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> 32? You were like, uh, in my day, but you were talking about Dude, shit that I didn't but even know. 32 and 26 is huge. It is huge. Because I set up the internet Yeah. at my house. You already had internet by the time yeah. this shit was, you were had the capacity yeah. to fucking operate a computer and let alone a web browser. So like I, I, I knew about this. I grew up on this shit. I grew up. That's how I started playing music. Cause I just grabbed the, you remember those old, uh, stupid pencil mics that came oh, with computers. Yeah. I would just do that. And, uh, audio recorder on windows back then you can only record it up, up to 60 seconds. But if you recorded, nothing for 60 seconds and let it hit uh just stop you hit record again you can make a track for a minute or two minutes so you can i would basically create a tape track an audio recorder and just spend an hour just hitting record 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 so i'd have an hour worth of tape and then i would go under the computer desk with my unplugged electric guitar and just play songs and sing and track and just layer shit on top of other shit Oh, and that's how I I was a sound engineer for very long. I recorded, produced albums. I worked at Carabar Live Sound for eight years. What? Yeah, damn. Dude, yeah, I I. That's like that was my first. Other than you know, you know what? You might actually you know no, you know I'm you know fuck you guys, but like you might actually be like one of the more interesting guests I've had <laughs> on here so far. Yeah, fuck you, other guys. Yeah, Which, <laughs> like man, that's my dog. like everyone's got stories, but like, damn, son, like it's like you're like an under like you're an undercover like savant. I've I've lived a lot, and I'm very <laughs> I'm I'm very gracious of that. Yeah, um, I've lost a lot too. You know, yeah. with a lot of life comes a lot of loss, yep. and. I, I, I'm a, it, it call comes back to this very first thing we were talking about with existentialism. Like, t- fucking take life by the cock and suck the fuck out of it, dude. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, like, being miserable? Yeah. Do something about it. And this comes back to comedy, too. Have fun. If you're not having fun when you're performing, who the fuck else is going to want to do? Just enjoy what you're doing with your life, whether it's comedy, fucking writing poetry or studying philosophy or in your case wiping down floors with a mop <laughs> whatever it is that you do find some joy and and if you don't like what you're doing change what you're doing and i'm not going to say that i'm perfectly set up and i'm 100% happy or that i am satisfied no that's not the point the point of life is to never be satisfied Okay. The point of life is to just want more and do more. 
And I don't mean that in like, a capitalistic... Like, yeah, like materialistic way. No, I mean that in a... Want more Growth. out of yourself. Yeah. Want more out of your the people you love and, and want them to be more than they already are. You, you want everyone to be the maximum version that they can. And that's really, I think, kind of lost today. Dude, I, I feel like every time you say something that's super philosophical, your beard gets like <laughs> a, a little center, yeah, a little longer. It's just like I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? With that all, oh, yeah. yeah. It's in, dude. I I wish it wasn't philosophical yeah. to say things like that. I wish I that was just the norm. I wish people cared more about enjoying the time they have. But I. As a server, you see miserable people every day, whether it's your coworkers or the people that you serve. Or myself. How <laughs> yeah, just dude, like... but, but misery, What what is the, the quote? Like, misery uh, is a fucking, misery's best friend is misery or something. I, yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck yeah, that yeah, all yeah, up. Yeah. But there's something about misery that, like, you, you just, you feed into yourself. It's cyclical. And it, and. All you're hurting is yourself. That's all you're doing with yeah. misery. Like, just, I know life sucks. I know we're sad. I know people die. I know that, honestly, we're in a wild place right now when it comes to getting fucking nuked or not or yeah, whatever exactly. the fuck it is. Inflation's crazy, right? I know all that. We all do. So fucking be a jester. Be a court jester and just fucking pull up your high stockings and make a joke and kick around and that's push over the, the, the girl looking over the puddle. You know what I mean? Just it, have some fucking it, fun. It's so funny that you say that, too, because I literally have been feeling that recently where it's like I feel like as if I like, man, life fucking sucks. But I always think about like um, and I'm sorry for anyone who has ever lost anybody to like suicide or anything, but like. I, My I, brother overdosed on fentanyl. Was that on purpose, though? It was self-induced fentanyl, and he went to go uh, naproxene or Narcan himself, basically. They, this is what they do. They get they overdose on purpose and then shoot themselves up with the uh, anti-agent, the thing that gets them back. He went to go do that, apparently fell over, knocked his head, didn't Dang. get the anti-agent or whatever the fuck that is and fuck. uh died I'm so sorry dude. so it, i mean that is suicide in my yeah. opinion i mean he was planning to kill himself yeah. even if it meant planning to bring him back yeah i but like the thing that i have always thought is that like mom don't even, listen to this <laughs> one of the things that i've always thought is that like dude even though like life fucking sucks you know i might find myself crying here and there but it's like dude like i wouldn't want like to not be doing this you, you know what i mean try to kill yourself uh no uh but like the thing is i'm also afraid of pain so i don't think i, I could ever even do it like afraid of pain yes like and not and, and if, ironically that's a tough way to live well <laughs> i know because pain is all around us well i think you gotta it, embrace pain yeah well i think the thing for me it's like uh uh severe pain because i think that like physical pain or yes emotional pain uh, everything i guess but like because for me it's like i've oh, dealt you don't like being hurt <laughs> oh you're a little snowflake because um, oh. i feel like i've i deal with so much pain all the time it's like the like the 
to go even farther and to just like end my life that's like i couldn't even imagine being in that much pain you know what i mean and like you know what i mean i couldn't even imagine i tried to drown myself a couple of times in high school damn um, unsuccessfully, <laughs> we are obviously, because uh, I'm a fucking pussy. No, I mean, it, How I'm, sh- I'm open about that. Yeah, yeah. I think I, sh- I think high school, dude. High school now is probably way worse, but high school back then was fucked up. I mean, you you experienced it even probably, later than yeah. I did. So, I mean, it, I was I was in nothing. I, I was I was liked by everybody, but hated by everybody at the same time. I was part of the cool kid group, but I was an emo nerd. It was it was a weird combination, and hence the live journal, right? But uh, there were just moments that I would just feel like everybody hated me, and and because I was oh, on no. the internet on AIM, AOL Instant Messenger all fucking day, uh, and people. You know, certain girls not liking me and certain uh, guys I looked up to not responding to me. And I was insecure and I would just make a bath and suffocate myself, drown myself. Um, thankfully, that's a really dumb way to try to kill yourself because all you do is wake up. <laughs> 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 so it didn't work, obviously. But, you know, I tried it a couple of times. And then, uh, honestly, I got addicted to drugs. Um, I was addicted to methamphetamine for a little bit. And I had to tell myself, wake the fuck up. Wake up. Do do life. Don't be a pussy. Fucking own up to... If no one likes you, that's fine. Find people that do. You know, or or do something that people like or whatever it is. But I, I quit meth just by my own fucking will. How long ago? 19. I was 19 years old. Dude, congratulations. Um, That's huge. I'm 32 now. Uh, I have done meth four times since then, and <laughs> just for party fun reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, it's just, uh, yeah. and I haven't done meth in like fucking eight years or something like that. Okay. You know, that was, That's back nuts. then it was like a weird thing, but uh I just quit meth and I quit trying to kill myself and I, I, that's when I went to college. That's when I started putting my life back together. And learning about ex- ex- Well, let me get to the, how I got kicked out of college. Oh, you got kicked out. Oh yeah. We want to write, you want to put a bow on that let's story? Let's do it. Right yeah, there, let's dude? do it. I signed up for classes for next semester. At that point, uh, Columbus State had switched over to semesters instead of quarters. Signed up for my classes. I go to show up. Uh, day one, I get to the classroom. It's on my schedule. I have all of that, and I'm not in the class roster from that the teacher has. And I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, well, like you got to go down to the office to figure this out. I go down. They cut off my funding, which voided all of my grants and loans. Which means I owe 100% of everything I took out. Because I got out of a life science class that was a quarter of a credit shorter than what's required in order to get the grants and loans. So they never, they never emailed me. I looked it up. I went to administrators. I went, they never told me anything. They let me sign up for classes. And I could have fixed that 
a semester ago. And because of that, I'm now stuck with student loans, an unfinished degree, and I'm not a philosophy teacher. Dang, how close are you? Just that? No, I mean, I, I, I spent five years there doing everything from creative writing and theater and, and philosophy Dang. and fucking science. Fuck them, dude. Fuck. They, and, and when people talk about, uh, you know, the, the student loan forgiveness thing that Joe Biden yeah. wants to do, what they don't realize is, like, most people are the people like me that never finished college. And for one reason or another, whether it was bullshit or it wasn't, just never finished, so therefore never got a job in the industry in which they were taking out loans for, and so now we're all just fucked. And even though it was community college, I was down twenty-one fucking thousand dollars, and Shit. so now they garnish my wages of my tax refund. I, I never get a tax refund. I haven't since they kicked me out of college. Whoa! They take all the money and put it towards the loans, and because the interest keeps going up because they're fucking loans, I'm never getting out of it. How much Unless, do you owe like, left? Fucking it, 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 this was seven eight years ago i still owe like seventeen thousand, and i've paid like fucking seven thousand like it doesn't make any sense because the loans keep going up whoa so it's bullshit and i want to kill myself and uh, <laughs> do you have a bathtub i can use yeah i have a bathtub <laughs> and uh i don't have a uh a fucking toaster make, make it a little easier but the bathrooms they're getting smarter though with the bathrooms the, the reason i went with the bathtub for drowning and, and for suicide attempts you is because, well, I've always had the, there's two different ways I wish I could kill myself. Uh, one, I'll just quickly say is in, by implosion. And I tried to make this up in third grade. I wrote out a whole diagram about how to create a vacuum and just, just be like into nothing. If I could just die that way. But that won't happen because there's oxygen in your blood cells and you'll actually explode before you implode and I want pure implosion. It's impossible. That's one way. <laughs> Came up with that in third grade. My, I even gave it to my teacher and she was just like, has your mom seen this? <laughs> but the second way, the obvious way to actually know that you're going to die, like there's no, I've had a friend who shot himself in the face twice and survived. To know that you're actually going to die if you're going to do suicide, middle of the ocean. Just, you know what I mean? Just off the side of a boat and let it, it's a speedboat that goes away, 90 miles away within 60 seconds and you're just done. Whoa. And so that drowning it's kind of like a poetic. It's a little poetic. If you're going to do it, do it, you know? I actually yelled at my friend about the one that shot himself in the face twice. I yelled at him. I was like, what are you, you're a fucking pussy. <laughs> Dude, damn. Sorry. I, know, that, I thought we were going to end on something like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, dude, that's nuts. I, yeah, I'm just like, like I said, I'm just so afraid of pain. That I just don't know if I could ever. But drowning is. But I also love right? life. Yeah, I also love life, way too much. Like as much pain as it brings, it's like such a beautiful, like, type of pain. And uh, I took this like personality test recently. Uh, had a lot of problems on it, 
But one of the things that it said was that, uh, hold on, I gotta say this right because the last time I said it, someone's like, Eddie, that means that you hate women. And I was like, oh, no, not that You're one. You're a misogynist. Yeah, it's a masochist. Yeah, so, I was gonna say, if, if, if living life to you is painful and you embrace that, that is masochism. Yeah. So it's like, literally that was like 85% or something like 60, 70% or something like that. It was like a pretty high number. I actually can look it up right now. It was fucking a lot. It uh, was, I don't want to be in bed with you. Man. Oh, actually it's not that high. You like a lot of choking and no. stabbing. It was only 30%, but I, 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 it's the personality test that I took. It was actually very hilarious because uh, one of the things that it said, because it's got a lot of the crazy ones on there, and it said, oh dear, oh dear. It said, you either clicked on too many things that don't apply to you, or you have several prominent personality types, which is also okay. Like, they try to like be like, it's like not uncommon. Also okay. Yeah, they were like, oh dear, oh dear, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Like, hold on, there's two different messages. That's being what I'm, sent dude. There. That's, that's what I was cut, saying, yeah. dude. I was like, whoa. But then it's like, <laughs> but in case it is, like, it's like some people do have prominent personality. It was like, dude, that's. Uh, and it sucks. Was the first one the highest percentage uh, being racist? Is that the. Yeah, it uh, was racist. And then uh, also then homophobic followed mm. by actually transphobic xenophobic or, or, or actually uh being a gay person so it's 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 racist and it's homophobic and then the then next they, percentage... they just call you gay yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, like also you're gay yeah. uh. <laughs> you just haven't figured it out yet you just need to <laughs> maybe do a little bit more experimentation god if only my brother would have said that to me back Dude. when i was growing up man. <laughs> Just like, hey man, you're instead of being like you fucking, you know, yeah, word, if, yeah. if you just been like you're gay, I've been like, ah, that's so much easier. Yeah, dude, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Well, and that's like one of the things that like uh, that like makes me wonder. You know, everyone talks about like the spectrum and everything. It's like the full experience of life, and it's like you don't really know until you try. And it's like, I'm like, do I really want to try something that I don't want to try to see if I like it? You know what I mean? It's like I don't think I'll like it. Would I do something? You know what I mean? No, you, apparently you're hurt, some sort of hateful person by not experimenting with things you're not comfortable with, which goes against the whole <laughs> consent thing. And it, it's an inconsistent <laughs> argument. Yeah. It's, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I've always considered myself queer. I think queer makes sense because I'm attracted to what I'm attracted to. And that's yeah. just, that's an old fucking, and that's also because I was called queer my entire life. And I was yeah. like, well, fuck it. I might as well embrace that shit. But I'm mostly heterosexual, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Just call it. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. I don't even honestly want to know what the <laughs> fuck you are. Yeah, like, exactly. It doesn't bother me unless you're trying to fucking hook up with me, in which case, like, we <laughs> yeah. might have to have a conversation. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> other than that. I just need to know how big it is. <laughs> I just. <laughs> but I was going to say that. We can find out. I was going to say, I, uh, yeah, that's like one of the things I, I always think about it like this. I grew up with a lot of sisters and my mom. So it was like, I have a very feminine energy. You know, I get sad at things that, you know, are sad. I get, you know, I have all the fucking women traits. You're feministic. Yes. And so it's like. Although those are, those are socially constructed terms. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> but dude, just just say what you mean. So many so many people have been like throughout my life been like, dude, are you gay? Are you gay? Mm-hmm. Like, is Eddie gay? And I'm like, oh man, this what what vibe am I giving off? And I was talking to a gay guy one time. We were like all at a pool, and I was like asking, I was like, dude, like help me out here. Like, what what is happening? And he's like, he's like, dude. By looking at you as a gay guy, I know you're not gay. You have a s- yeah. slight lisp. You kind of have a little bit Dude, of that. Dude, that's... I was going to bring that up earlier when you said you had a speech you're, you're a little bit much... You're kind of an Ashley, you know? I get it. Yeah. Um, White girl. Like I said, I when thought, I get drunk, I'm like... Ugh. I honestly thought I was gay for really? three years of my life. From ages fucking seven to ten, I thought I was gay because my brother would beat me up every day and call me a faggot and say I was gay. Oh my god! To where I legitimately, I like, I was like, I didn't. I, at that point, I had no idea about sexuality at all. I was just like, That's my fucked. dick gets hard, and I don't know why. And I'm like, it didn't matter if it was tits or a cock. It, it was just my dick's hard. This is weird. And fucking, and my brother would just punch it into me. And then because of that, I was convinced that I was gay for three years of my fucking youth. Whoa. Because I was just like, well, I guess I am. Like, he says I am. He's the authority. He's older. Did you have boyfriends? No. I, <laughs> I, was, I didn't have girlfriends either. Yeah, though. yeah. I didn't have any, any friends, really. Dang. Wow. I was just a weirdo. And because I was just being fucking abused all the time and Damn. shit. But, like, that – but – that's maybe why I like the the queer title because like maybe I am I don't know yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. fucking know. I exactly. don't give a shit I'm not it's not like I'm up I'm gonna fucking punch you in the face if yeah. you hit on me yeah you know like that's, that's weird that's like the one thing that like I I've always like been like it's like dude I don't care just like just make sure that like that we're respectful like don't be touching me don't you know don't like don't do that to anybody yeah man exactly. or woman that yeah. me or someone exactly else. Fuck exactly that. you do not and i've had women people. i've had women do that to me and it's like and it's because and they and there's like groups of people be there. honest though what when it's invited well, yeah when it's invited you yeah. don't say shit yeah, yeah it's only when they're an undesirable that you're like like one time please though um one time i was at uh the funny bone and i had a guest uh, a middle-aged woman who was like hitting on me and like during the show I like went over to like bring them more drinks and she like grabbed onto me and she started like kissing on me and I was like what is happening I was like this is not okay I like someone's getting a tip but I didn't say anything Just I like tip. let it happen like and I literally kind of felt like I kind of felt in that moment like how like you know what girls describe where it's like I kind of just let it happen. I didn't like oh yeah push her off because I don't want to make a scene. There's nothing fun. worse than a, an aggressive mm-hmm. like white fucking. She wasn't white. Privileged woman. Well, <laughs> she was privileged. Yeah, she had a lot of money. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, dude. But I was just like in that moment, I was like, damn, son, like this is a little weird. Uh, so but after that, it was like whatever. It's just, and, and, but, and then in that moment though, when I felt that way, everybody's like, Eddie, you should like get her number. And like, kind of in the same way that you were talking, like I got convinced that, oh, maybe this is something that like I'm into. And then like, we talked for a day and I stopped talking to her because like, this is not something, this is no, what? <laughs> I was like, and I'm just thinking about it. Like what would, if I were to do that to somebody, that would be, you know, no, 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 no. You're going to touch our waitress and you're going to start kissing on her. No, that's. You're in jail. <laughs> You're in jail now. I mean, I think there's a lot of nuance there. I yeah, think, exactly. I, I think people should be 
comfortable and and safe enough to make their own decisions about yeah. things like that. Yeah. And and unfortunately, it's just not a reality. Yeah. And so we have to be like, well, exactly, just none of it. Yeah. You know, which sucks because I mean, how many times do you work with someone? I mean, how many work people relationships happen? Like, like a lot, a lot of them, dude. And to deny that is kind of fucking rude, if not unethical, because they spend most of their time at work. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's. I mean, I'm dating a comedian, so exactly. You know what? You're dating. (laughs) You're dating your worker mate. I mean, yeah, basically, and we met through comedy, and it's like, thank God, there's no HR for fucking. I guess we can end. We'll end on like small little bit, like uh, you know, you don't obviously don't go into detail or anything, but it's like. What would you say? Three and a half inches. Nice, um, <laughs> nice. That's a dude. That's <laughs> Solid like, number, that's, yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, what would you say your experience is dating a comedian? Like, have you dated a comedian before? No, uh, I did hook up with one other comedian when I first started. Okay, um, but we never dated. And it, uh, it's a weird question. No one's ever really asked me that. Um, has it like, when I mean, dating comedian is fucking dope because she understands when I'm going out at night uh, and I'm not just going out to a bar. I've done comedy with a, another girl friend and there's a lot of trust issues. And she, they're like, why are you just going to the bar every night? It's like, no, I'm, I know I'm going to the bar every night. That is true, <laughs> but I'm not going just to drink. Yeah. I am drinking. Yeah. Mind you. <laughs> but that's not the reason I'm there. You know what I mean? There's a lot like, of factors going on. I'm just saying it's not the – I'm not just going out to the bar every night. I'm yeah. going out to do comedy every okay. night. And I don't have to explain any of that to yeah. uh, Amanda at all. Yeah, that's amazing. So. Yeah, I was going to say because I've always wondered because I know that like for me, I don't – I, I don't really – I can't really say that I've really dated. I guess I kind of was like hooking up with a girl that I was in a musical with. And so, and we were like, it was a little bit more than just hooking up. We were like going out and stuff like that, like on dates, but we weren't like boyfriend and girlfriend, but I will say that it like kind of made the work environment a little weird, like towards like the end when she was like, or like when we were breaking it off, it like, it, you know, there was a lot of awkward energy, like, you know, push and pull, like today we're not, you know, a thing, but then, oh, the next day it's like, oh, Hey, how you been? Like. It's like, ah, what was the final demise? Like what? Uh, she, uh, she just ended up breaking it off. I mean, it was one of those things that she was like, this is not probably going to last forever. And I was like, ah, okay, that sucks. But like, I guess like if you're it was down, a, it was a work thing. See, the thing yeah. about a man and I is like, we live together. Yep. You know, we it's moved in together. We, not, we've, yeah. we have a cat together. Stupid one-eyed Bonnie. Family, little family. I know. Logan. Oh it's my horrible, God. but uh, but like she's she's also very understanding of who I am, and that that to me is one of the hardest things to find in a partner. Yeah, it is. is like not giving me shit for doing what I love, which is going out and performing comedy. Does she ever as give you shit for the things that you say? A hundred, dude. No one likes the things. Yeah, like. same. <laughs> I'm, I'm a like. Here's the thing. I will make people laugh and smile and think and and all that, but I will do all the opposite things too. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Writing. It's like I'm not gonna. No one swings, fucking grand slams, a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, it just doesn't. It's not reality. 
You know what I mean? So I fucking she hate she hates me as much as everybody else does. <laughs> but the thing is, is she she chooses to love me more than anybody else, and that's the real difference. And that's something that's hard to find in a partner. <clears throat> All right. Well, that's where we'll end that conversation. Um, Logan, is there a place that we can find you? And we can do all this great stuff. Some plugs? Yeah, dude. Um, when was this going to be released? Um, probably this week. Probably Thursday. Today's Thursday. Uh, oh, wait, uh, next week. I mean, next Thursday. week. So Thursday. my taping will already have happened. I guess uh, just Instagram, bad joke Logan. Any websites or anything? Uh, that's my handle. No, I, I, uh, I've. I have honestly nothing. I'm doing a taping on Sunday, and um, I'm that's gonna have to start my shit. So, <laughs> as far as internet presence, uh, I'm really bad at it. Just the I don't care. Bad joke, Logan on Instagram is the the one thing that I care about. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys, uh, you guys remember you guys can always support the podcast through Anchor with the uh, listener support system. Uh, you guys follow us on Instagram, all that good shit. Uh, Logan, fucking love you, bro. Thank you for the fucking interesting conversation. Philosopher, comedian. I didn't even, damn. Cock and balls. There it is. Mm -hmm. All right, bro. I love you. Thank you for doing love this. Love you too. Thanks for having me.